Hi, and welcome to Breaking Autopilot, a conversational podcast about intentional living. Today's topic, online dating. So it was about a year ago when I said online dating was working, and now here's an update of online dating fast pace. So when I first began online dating, um, had some pretty good luck, uh, started with Match.com, Everybody was new and interesting, and I was lucky with it. Only about a couple of months and found somebody to spend some time with that I really enjoyed. And so we spent about five, six months together, enjoying one another, some adult time, every other weekend, being able to date, go out, um, talking on the phone when we weren't together, and texting, and making you just feel like you, separate from everything else. And so... What I found in online dating is that's really a biggest need of people is just to see themselves and let somebody else see themselves. They just want to be heard, to be listened to, and to just share just who they are. Um, now that sometimes, and quite often, that's a lot of what I have found. It seems to be what's attracting to me, possibly through the energies, possibly because the conversations lend themselves um, to just being authentic and real in it. And then you have the others with online dating where the conversations are very surface. They are, hello, how are you? And it's about physical attraction. It's about the way you look, what you might feel like, what it might feel like together. And those conversations can go pretty quick. And if that's what you're after, well, then that's probably what you're going to get. Neither good nor bad. Um, as I'll say many times in, in my podcast, neither good nor bad. It just is. And everybody's got a right to what they want, neither right nor wrong. So if that's what you want, look out for those signs. It's going to be about physical attraction. It's going to be about the feel and the touch. And there probably is going to be some pictures, which are not my cup of tea. Um yeah, let's let's say we're all built. We're at the certain anatomy parts, I believe, uh, particularly if we classify ourselves as male or female. And seeing those parts before I meet you and see your face and have a conversation is not what I need. No, it's not what I need. So I don't know. Maybe some other women are different than that. But no, thank you. Keep that to yourself. And videos. No, that's not also what I need before that I meet you or anything else. I do not need a video of how your anatomy works. Does it happen? Yes. Is it crazy? Yes. Are we teenager again? Yes. Uh-huh. Our drive changes uh, what it is based on the season, the time, the day, how you feel about yourself, how they feel about yourself. It's it's crazy uh, on the online dating world on it. So you may have someone that you're conversing um, talking with and then there's no no talking it's like silence and so that's called ghosting in the online world and I didn't know that um you if you take it personal uh it's going to be a little stab to the heart and you just learn that it's not personal most of the time what's happening and after I've talked to people who have ghosted people or why is because they don't want to deal with a conflict it's so much easier to be behind a screen and just disappear than it is to talk on the phone or to even send a text and engage in what might be conflict. If it's not working, then it's just disappear and goodbye. Is that hard in social engagement and the way that humans are designed? 
Yeah, hell yeah, that's hard. That's not how we're designed. We're designed when we see people and we engage with them, we engage with our eyes, our face, and our heart sometimes. And we get wrapped up in what might could be. We start dreaming of having a good date, especially if we've talked to them for several weeks. And Lordy, how people can come on and lead you and have conversations and want to listen to you and then zap, nothing, ghost, nothing. And you know they live a town over. I mean, you've seen their Facebook page. You know that they're real people. And you just wonder, well, heck, what could have happened is somebody else came in. They've been talking to multiple people, and somebody else they decided was more interesting, and they wanted to date them. Uh, They could decide that they're not ready to date, that you freaked the hell out of them, and they don't even want to see themselves, so much less ask me any questions. No. Uh, And so they'll ghost. And it doesn't even matter. And that's what you have to learn is it doesn't matter why they're ghosting is that you just move on. And so what somebody told me once is rejection is not to be taken personal. Rejection is just two people not coming together at the same time. We want different things. We are different people. There's neither good nor bad. It just is. It is what it is. And we don't take it personal. Same way when we've been talking to someone and we decide we don't like them. We don't want to settle. And so many profiles say that. I want this, 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 and I don't want to settle. I want someone kind. I want someone outgoing. I want someone physically fit. I want someone living a healthy lifestyle. I want someone who just is everything and more. Well, hello. We all are that, right? We should be in our own eyes. We should all be that, all that and more just to different people. And then when they say, I don't want to settle, well, maybe that's true. Typically where that's coming from is that somewhere in life they've settled already before. And when they're taking a stand and saying, I don't want to settle, what they're saying is, I am choosing me. And that can be a good thing. Or it can be a narcissistic thing, and I am choosing me, and no one is going to be as perfect as I am. And you watch for those signs too. Typically what I've found when someone comes on strong and starts talking about how beautiful that that I am or how nice that I am and oh it's you know probably got all these guys and and I just want a little bit of your time and and it you know making me feel some guilt towards I need to spend more time with them or talk more with them and and they're nervous to you know slide in there before other guys come in and start taking up my time or something is, whoa, hold on. That's usually a red flag to me. On And same way for guys and girls, uh, I would think would be too, is the um, too clinging too fast on there because that's not how my life's going to work in a bigger sense of everything. And once you start out so high um, in an energy level with people, there's only one way to go. And so I expect some general interest and excitement at the beginning, and I do expect it to be a little higher, but to go over the top with multiple calls, multiple texts, multiple, um, you're all this and more, and I can't wait to blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. Again, take it for what it is on it, because there's energy is going to go down on that. Um, What I've also found with them, with online dating is that some people don't check their messages very often. 
And so some people don't have notifications set up. And so if I've sent a message to someone like particularly Bumble, where you have to message them, they have 24 hours to respond. And if they don't respond, then I'm like, "Ah, well, why did you like me in the first place? And chances are they just may not check their app. Or they may have decided to read the profile and hadn't read it before, looked at the pictures, and now they're talking to two or three people and you're lowering their priority. It is what it is. Oh, well. Gone here one day, gone the other. That's how it seems to be. And I've been doing this since April of this year, talking to a lot of people, giving the benefit of the doubt, um, different people than what I my normal look might be. Maybe they're dark-headed, maybe they're blonde, maybe you know, fit, maybe not fit. I like the way that the profile reads, this, that, whatever. Because I want to make sure that I'm not missing something, right? I mean, I'm on there to find someone to spend time with. Consistent time, that's what I want. So, benefit the doubt. Benefit the doubt takes a lot of energy. And when you give of yourself um, and get to know someone, and you start describing even just what you did for the day, that's energy. And when you already have family and friends, work, and other places that are going to take your energy, you have to make decisions about how much your life is going to be involved in online dating and getting to know someone. And you have to set boundaries in that. And I think it's good when we set boundaries with the other person to let them know that I've got a whole life going on and so do you and that you appreciate them having a whole life going on and that you can establish some boundaries with one another. Because in the end, you're probably not either one going anywhere really fast. And if you are, then you're not meant to be in the first place, right? Right. So we all got just time, right? And that's hard too. Because when you get interested in someone and you have some attraction to someone and you want to meet them, it gives you a little escape from your daily routine. To get to go on a date is like being a teenager again. You get to dress up. Um, it meant maybe jeans, whatever, but you know, fixing your hair and, and putting on jewelry, maybe dress up for you. Um, and you get to go somewhere maybe that you didn't normally go. You get to look at things from a different perspective. You get to know people. Um, I like coffee dates. I like to go get a cup of coffee and sit and visit with them without all the distraction of a meal. I like taking the coffee and walking around downtown and seeing what they notice. Are they mindful about what is surrounding them? Are they giving their attention to me uh, when I'm talking and when they're talking? Are they able to look at me? Simple pleasures like that give you a chance to get to know someone without putting the pressures of a full meal, about it being the full evening, and you can share space with one another. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, well, again, life is life. Also, um, enjoy being flirtatious and sending pictures and smiles. And that means silly Snapchats and silliness too. Because I do know myself now at this little bit older age in the 40s. And I want to be accepted for who I am. And so I'm not afraid to show that and be vulnerable. And that's hard for men to do. It's hard for men to show themselves and be vulnerable. Um, what I've learned is, is compassion for men through this online dating. Um, have I been angry with people? Not so much angry. Have I been disappointed? Maybe here or there. Um, have I been... I don't, I've been lucky to not have 
ugliness around me, to not have people hateful like I've seen other people be with them. I've not had people be degrading, which I've seen happen in online dating. And that's rude and awful and ugly. And if you're one of those people that's ever done that, shame on you. Shame on you. And I know some of those people because of what my friends have had to them. Shame. Yuck. So anyway, it's hard for the men to be able to express themselves. So you, for women, it's hard when to be patient and allow the one-word answers until there's some comfort that they want to share anything with you on it. And I know that's hard for women to say, give me more on it. How, how do I know if they're interested or not interested? In the long run, you'll know. And then in the long run, you have to keep in your mind is it doesn't matter. There is no attachment to anyone until that you feel it's right till you've already been dating them, that you both have conversations about being exclusive and what you both want, whether it's a relationship that is a casual relationship or a you know longer term relationship where you're moving towards an idea of marriage or whatever it is, those conversations tend to happen naturally if it's more than a fiscal anyway. And so just let things happen. And that's really, really hard in the online dating world is to let things happen. Um, when you get notifications in that someone new has liked you, it's like it's like a little addiction. Um, dopamine gets released just like when you receive a text in and somebody's thinking about you. You're like, whoo, huh, let me check them out. Even if they're hot, they're not hot. Even if you're interested, you're not interested. You start watching the number of people. And on Match.com, you can see who likes you. You can see who's viewed you. And it was addictive. I'm not a match right now. But it was addictive to go and see the number of people that were that viewed you and how many times they viewed you. Because if they viewed you once and then they went back and viewed you later and somebody viewed you in between, they're going to show up again. And it would be people that maybe message you, maybe don't. And you would see a pattern of what it is and you think, are you a stalker? What are you looking at me for? Uh, message me or whatever. Or maybe you just message them and say, I've seen you look at me a couple of times. What are you thinking about? Ask the question. I don't know. Um, but I, I think when I ended my match service, it was close to 1,500 views, and I was angry. I was angry that I had 1,500 views, and I had not found someone to have uh, companionship with that I'd been dating for months. I've been giving it lots of benefit of the doubt. I'd been viewed 1,400 times. So, hello, God, where is mine, Right? I'm putting myself out there, shedding intentions of showing up. I'm trusting. Or am I? <laughs> am I? Yeah. Online dating world. Trust. Force. Want. Push. Yeah. That's what it feels like sometimes. From their side. From my side. You get caught up in it. So what happens when I get caught up in those things as I back off? And I take a break, just like people do from social media. I need a break. I need to stop seeing everything else as what is. Stop seeing everything from rose-colored glasses that everyone else's life is happy in. What's my turn? And I start seeing it as every connection is someone who needed that connection, whether it's me that day, them that day, through online dating, through sharing space, through being in their place at the right time, the right moment. And you just start extending grace to yourself and to them. How do I say it? 
It's hard. It's hard. You're not going to find them in your living room. You don't want an online date. You don't want to be picked and choosed. You don't want to be disposable. So you have to believe first in what you are. You have to, you have to know your worth. And then you have to not take it personal. And then you have to know that each conversation is what it is, whether it lasts or it doesn't. And when an energy gets low and depleted, you take a break. And you find out why you're doing what you're doing. And you go back to it if you want to. And if you don't, well, no harm, no foul. But there's hope. There's people that have had matches through online dating. There are good friends that I've made through online dating. There are people that I still enjoy hearing from. I want to hear what what's going on in their life. I want their sense of wonder coming out of relationships. Some of them have been in some long-term relationships, 20-plus years in marriages. And if you think it's not hard to be alone at that point, think again. And what they find out there is going to be a variety of things. And some of them are going to get hurt. Some of us <laughs> will get hurt. And sometimes you'll run into people that cross your path because they inspire you. Because they've either been there, they now have some coping tools, they listen, they make you feel like you again. Not all of the roles that you walk away from. Not from the husband or the teacher, the parent, the worker, the whatever it is, all these other titles. You get to go back to being you, that single first name for me, Rebecca. And you get to be seen. And that's fun. And you get to be playful and you get to let joy come out. And that's fun. You just know your boundaries and protection. Okay, protection more, more than one way than one. Right, 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 right. That's not, kinda, that's not that kind of podcast. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, just show yourself grace through it. Be patient with it. Be excited about it. See it for what it is. Take the breaks when you need to take the breaks. Let other people be who they are. Accept or move on. Either way, just be honest about it. And the same with them. Let them to accept or move on and just be honest about it. And when your heart gets broke, allow yourself to be broke. Allow yourself to miss that conversation, even if it was for a little while. Because that day, someone thought about you. And sometimes that's really all that we need. And that's nice. And maybe that's why I still have some friends from online dating. It's just so that we can be those encouragers that pop up now and then to say, I'm still thinking about you. You're still a positive person. And I still want the best for you, even though it's not the two of us on it. And that's what's really cool to me. Other people are like, no way. Once they're done, they're done. That's not how my life works. Not Okay, I will say it does work that way a lot of times too. But the people who tend to stay and to be friends and that, you, that made it to that friend status have good hearts and have some depth to them and are interesting. And that's tend to be why that they stay for me. 
on it so that we can still inspire and help each other grow as individuals. So all that being said, I'm still out there and back at it. So adios, take care, fly.